This is the Greg Bedard Patriots Podcast with Nick Cavins. Greg Bedard, Patriots podcast. John Zanis filling in for Nick Cattles, who will be back next week. I guarantee you that. Brought to you, as always, by BetOnline. Go to BetOnline.ag. Use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus on your initial deposit. Greg, we're going to start with the Bills, and we'll move forward, talk a little Jags or whatever. I don't think there's much of a preview here to be had. It's really what we've seen, not just against Buffalo, but the last two weeks that has Patriots fans kind of questioning the team's identity uh it's amazing two weeks ago we were booking tickets you know for a brady versus uh, belichick super bowl and mm-hmm. now everyone's like okay hey it was a good season anyway they'll be one and done in the playoffs if they get there so it's amazing the roller coaster we've gone on but i think everybody's freaked out over uh what we saw both from an effort and execution standpoint the last two weeks uh you know, going down big to Indy early and then just basically doing nothing right against Buffalo early in that game as well. Um, you've looked at the film, uh, you know, a, a zillion times by now. What yeah, struck you the most? Yeah. What struck you the most here and what jumped out? And again, to me, it's really more how they came out as much as, you know, what mm-hmm. they did during the game. Yeah. I mean, I think the most disturbing thing was just the collective lack of punch back in this game to start a game again. We, okay, you could somewhat excuse the Colts game coming off a bye, even though the Colts are coming off a bye. But the the first time the Patriots had really been in that sort of environment in almost basically two years, like a guy like Kyle Duggar had never played in a place like that where it's partisan for the home team and indoors and, and the game's going away from you. You're falling behind 24 to nothing, but at least they showed fight. They came back, they made it a game at the end and you were like, okay, it's a one-off the, the Patriots are going to understand that uh, now they have no margin for error. Now the Buffalo game is now the de facto AFC East championship. And so you figured they would come out and be ready to go. And instead it was a continuation of the Colts game. I mean, to fall behind a collective 44 to seven in those two games, your two most important games of the season, really with, you know exactly what's on the line. Basically, anything is in your control. And for them to fall behind like that in the first halves of both games is just hugely uh, disappointing. It's hugely puzzling. And and that goes even for internally, uh, John. You know, talking to people around the team, they're just like, they're as spooked as anybody else. Like, okay, one off, you can understand. But to do it again, and I think, The most disturbing thing for me as far as the team goes, and even though they had failures in all three areas, uh, you know, look, the offense, you can scream to your blue in the face about being more aggressive and let Mac Jones cook and all that stuff. I don't know how much more you need to see that to understand that the coaches, and this includes Bill Belichick, who sees this team every day in practice, say that's not the path for this team. It's not the path for Mac Jones. It's not the path for the receivers. It's not the best path. The most disturbing thing is the defense. The defense to come out and just have horrible rush discipline, uh, horrible coverage, lack of cohesiveness where nobody's helping each other out, no one's hitting anybody, playing basically a flag football game when you know Buffalo wants to play that way. They want to play seven on seven. Let's go. Let's play seven on seven. No one touches anybody. That's their game. And for the Patriots, just to do nothing, Matthew Judon, a complete no-show in the biggest game of the right. of, of, of his Patriots career. It's just, it's completely puzzling. It makes you rethink everything. And, and John, 
you know, not to say I somewhat told you so, but you know, the Titans game, they won by 23 points. And I was one of the lone guys saying like, sorry, I have more questions yep. than answers about this team after that. Like, namely, why was it a one score game midway through the fourth quarter against Ryan Tannehill and a bunch of backups? And everybody wanted to talk about how great Mac Jones was and how they won by 23 points. Now, you know, now, you know why this, this team is in trouble right now. And Anything can happen in these last two games. Well, I'm not ruling anything out. No doubt about it. But the thing you said earlier, I want to follow. You said, okay, everyone says, let Mac do this and blah, blah, blah. And then they're disappointed when not. I, I think people would feel, uh, would be less concerned if they knew what this team was. Like, fine, they're not that, but what are they? I think they want to be 2018. Smash mouth, run the ball, down mm-hmm. your throat, or like the, the team 2018 evolved into, uh, right. and then win it with defense. But uh, this team, it would only work if the defense was playing at an elite level, and they're not. And there's been issues on and off throughout the year that you keep kind of pointing out, whether it's you know linebacker depth, or, you know, depth in the secondary or whatever that is. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of things on the defense are getting exposed, and the pass rush that was getting home early, uh, you know, in the season is not getting home of late. Mm-hmm. As you said, Judon, not just bad this game, bad sev- just non-factor the last several weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yep. about, what about are they? Last four games, yep. Yeah, what are – and it's not just sacks. So the pressures are just down. He's just not there. You're not hearing his name called mm-hmm. a lot. So what are they defensively and offensively? What's the identity? Yeah, I, I it's a good question. I don't think they know, and that's the, that's the and problem. And it's late I mean, to not will, know. That's the problem. Yeah, right? it is. And look, you, the best case scenario is that you're hoping for is that it's 2018 again, which is, you know, look, they had the disappointing uh, loss down in Miami. With, on the kickoff return. We know that was a fluke, sure, but you sure. know, the, the kickoff return is sort of like Jakob Johnson's punt block, almost the same sort of thing. And then, then they went to Pittsburgh and I think they lost 14 to seven. It was really, it was low scoring game. And I remember Brady game. being really frustrated yeah. in that game. And like, when did the Patriots ever lose back to back December games? And we were right. all horrified. We didn't know what was going to happen. And then all of a sudden after that, the coaches said, you know what? We're going to stop throwing the ball so much. We're going to start running the ball, using our offensive line. We're going to rely on our defense, and that's the way they won the Super Bowl. I mean, look, Brady was heroic in the fourth quarter against KC in the AFC Championship game. We understand that. But largely how they were constructed or how they went forward was the running game and defense. The defense was the standout in the Super Bowl against the Rams, completely shut that team down. And the problem is, is that they're a long ways from that team. You know, they, they did it in 2018, 20, 2019. They fell down the stretch. The the defense let the team down. We thought it was going to be the strength. Now you're wondering, is this more like 2019? And that's what it looks like. I mean, because look, John, as, as much as you want to criticize the offense, and if you want to look at Mac Jones' stats, and everybody knows how I feel about stats and the correlation to how a quarterback plays in the game, you know, but I thought the offense did some things in this game. Like, you know, they did have, you know, as opposed to the defense. I mean, the offense is out there to score points. They scored a touchdown in the first half. Uh, then they come out in base their their first two drives of the second half. They go 75 yards for a touchdown, 70 yards for a touchdown. So they figured things out. Okay, this is not a well-oiled offense. We understand that. But when they start to figure things out, now it's on the defense. 
The offense had three freaking possessions in the second half, and one of them came with 2.30 left when the game was over. That's on the defense. And, and now the big question is, can the defense get it together? Do they even have the talent to do that? And against some teams, yeah, they can do that. Against a lot of the teams, the teams they're going to face in the playoffs, I don't know if they can, but you know that that's going to be the real unit that's under scrutiny. It should be under scrutiny. Stop talking about the offense. Talk about the defense. These 14, 16 play drives. It's just it's ridiculous. Right. And it needs to it needs to stop. Yeah, but nobody likes talking about the defense. Everyone wants to know what's no. going on with Mac. So I'll ask yep. you. You were critical in some better games. Um, how did you grade him out overall in this game? And at what point do we start to get back to that age-old conversation we have with the Patriots or we had last year, which is, is it the quarterback or is it the weapons? Uh, Mac in this game, I had him for seven plus plays. I had him for 14 minus plays, which is right up there uh, with his worst game. With his worst games, season. right. Yeah. Yeah. And A lot of uh, I think that was the Tennessee game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I saw Mac who... You know, at times he played he played well. About the middle portion of the game, he played well. He had some of his worst throws on the final drive, and and I know that's desperation time. The interception, he was just trying to make a play through in the triple coverage. But you know, he missed he missed some plays. Probably the thing that's been most alarming to me of late is that there have been a few big plays to Jacoby Myers down the middle of the field that if Max a little bit more patient and hangs in the pocket a little bit, bit longer. They can make those, and instead he's taking the check down. Right. The thing that that's disturbing about this game and led to a lot of questions about the rookie wall and this and that, I don't think it's the rookie wall. I think it's just, you know, his mechanics, for whatever reason, got disjointed in this game. His upper body and his lower body were disjointed. And, you know, think about in baseball terms. You hear about a, you know, a pitcher or somebody who their front shoulder flies open. Yeah, all of a sudden, either you pull the ball or the ball sails on you. And I yep. thought the ball sailed on him a lot in this game. That's something that can be corrected, but uh, you worry about it, how it shows up under pressure. I, I thought he, you know, for this game, I thought I thought he was fine largely that they could have won with this version of Mac, but that's only if they get good defense. If they don't get good defense, then you need super Mac. And to me, that's just unrealistic as a rookie. Sure. Uh, but what about the guys around him as well? Like yeah. Mac was, as you said, off, off the mark, uh, uncharacteristically. Mm -hmm. So missing a ton of throws. Uh, but are you at any point going to start getting a little bit worried that like, okay, we're not getting enough out of these guys. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of them are the ordinary. Score, but when you're just mm -hmm. seeing right. Ordinary. What comes to how many times every Patriots team, I feel like it's gotten blown up at some point or another during the year it's they don't have enough guys who can make plays when plays need to happen a lot of times um yeah and, and yeah I, I think i think a constant criticism of mine and it continues and it will continue in the offseason and you'll hear me talking about it leading up to the draft and free agency they need they need a real deal slot receiver that can get open very quickly against any type of coverage on third down where mac jones is like all right i got that guy and if you had that guy opposite Hunter Henry, now all of a sudden you're cooking with gas inside. Jacoby right. Myers, love him, but he's not a slot receiver. He's just, you know, he's he's a you know a number three or four a guy you throw in in three or four wide receiver sets. Uh, that you know, if if attention is being uh, 
divided sort of to another asset, like a good, real good slot yeah. receiver, then he pops over they're, for they're, some place. They're lucky to have had him the last couple of years because he's yep. been relatively reliable, but they still need an upgrade. Both things can be true. Yeah. And yeah. I think, you know, look, they they weren't that talented to begin with. I, you know, they missed Aguilar in this game. Yep. I think he would have, you know, sort of made the Bills respect the passing game a little bit more. I think Kendrick Bourne, he was a complete non-factor in this game. Yep. COVID must have been an issue for him all week. Right. And then you also have to talk about that, you know, the weather conditions that I was worried coming in when I saw 11 mile an hour winds gusts up to 30. I thought the wind was a factor in the game. It was coming from the lighthouse end to the other end. And the Patriots, I think I looked at it. I think Mac had nine pass attempts going towards the lighthouse into the wind. I think he had like 21 going with the wind. So that just tells you it's a factor. And it was a split in, you know, I know it got out of hand a little bit, you know, in the fourth quarter. But in the first two quarters, it was like four and nine in terms of attempts. So that tells you the coaches were cognizant of that. And I think when wind is an issue, then the outside re- – uh, receivers have a tougher time getting the ball like, you know, Kendrick Bourne. And I think the Bills paid a lot of attention to Hunter Henry. You know, Johnny Smith was a non-factor in the game. I don't think he factored in very much right. in general as far as running routes. But, you know, to me right. – and then there's the whole running back thing. I mean, you know, James White was a nice guy for to have for a rookie quarterback who was over-liable, and I love Brandon Bolden and all, and he does make plays – but you need somebody who's going to make somebody miss, you know, a lot of the times. And you just wish like, you know, put JJ Taylor in there. Like, let's just get right. a few looks. You can't bury the kid. So the Patriots are on off on both sides of the ball. They're not making as much. They're not making big plays and they are very limited. And when that happens, I mean, the defense isn't getting that many sacks. They didn't have any sacks against Josh Allen. They didn't have an interception. Um, they didn't have a turnover. They don't get that stuff. It's a very narrow path to victory for this team. Yeah, and again, it's not like there's. You mentioned JJ Taylor, but you do have Belichick does run into this issue of reliability versus ability, and which one he favors. Yep. And you know, loves his old reliable guys. So yeah, Bolden's in there, but he's not making guys miss. If he, you know, he's got a tackler in front of him, and the sticks are two yards ahead. He's going down most likely. So I mean, it's a that that's you know one of the issues you have. We've talked about him a ton. Uh, we talked about what we didn't like already, but you've focused in on three things that really, you know, worried you about this game. What are those? Uh, we'll get to that, but let me first read the bet online. Let me tell you about bet online because there's a lot of crap going on with bowl season and NFL playoffs approaching. Like, definitely a lot of stuff to get in on. I was just watching my all the monitor get creamed in the Gator Bowl, but you know, hey, what are you going to do after you know? Yeah, but nine days worth of practice. Speaking of alma mater, how about the friggin' teacher who hit that What's three that? point? You saw the, the teacher in the. Oh playground? yeah, 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 that's right. So that you good... know, Rutgers always as as Steve Belichick said this week when he saw my Rutgers sweatshirt on the conference call, and he's like, "Nice sweatshirt." And I said, hey, at least we got the Gator Bowl going on. And Steve Belichick said, we always got something going on. And he ain't <laughs> wrong about that. Uh, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your bonus. That's CLNS50 
to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season into 2022. Bet online is the fastest way and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So, uh, Greg, let's circle back. Uh, we, we're, we're putting a bow on the Bills game, but before we get to the yep. Jacksonville game, give me the three things that uh, worried you most. Three things that worried me most. Number one, uh, the linebackers other than Van Noy in this game, all of them. I mean, Jamie Collins had a chance to make that fourth and one play. Him and J.C. Jackson, you know, when um, Josh Allen got outside and, you know, uh, I'm going to channel Sean McDermott here. Let's, uh, let, let's not give Josh Allen too much credit. I mean, let's also talk about how, you know, that's a play they need to make. You know, Jamie Collins got faked out by a quarterback. Who I don't bet, care how athletic the guy Which is. guy do you want there rather than yeah. Jamie Collins? Jamie Collins is exactly the guy you want in that situation. And exact, he's got to make that play. Yeah. He's, and, he's the and, best and athlete maybe they he's have not, there. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's not that guy anymore, and that spells doom for the rest of the season. But, I mean, I think, I think a, a, a theme in this game was that Brian Dayball, uh, the former Patriots assistant, he's the offensive coordinator up, up in Buffalo, knew exactly what the Patriots were going to do. It's a lot of the stuff that we talked about all season, which is I'm waiting for a team to come out and spread the Patriots out and take advantage of their lack of speed on defense and mix in some runs, and that, that's exactly what Buffalo did. Uh, they, they seem to, if they didn't have something readily available down the field, it was like, just check it down to the running back. The Hightower and Bentley can't get there too. They're too slow. And then it was Collins and then it was this person and that person. And they just, they could not match up at all. And they're going to, in a rematch, they're going to have to make serious, uh, changes there, play a lot of defensive backs because they can't play the linebackers again. Uh, number two that worried me, the pressure on QB. Um, with with apologies to other Patriots writers out there, including you know Elvin Lazar from CLNS, who you know we've had on the podcast, he's written for BSJ before. I know he had like a forty percent rate of pressure in this game, uh, and you can make that argument that it was there if you're using um, a very high bar for what pressure is. When I watched it, I didn't see it. I didn't think a lot of it was uh, effective pressure. I thought a lot of times Josh Allen wasn't bothered by it and moved not because of rush, but to make a play. And because the Patriots gave him about 10 yards to to run and make a play and, and do whatever he wanted. So I only had the pressure rate at 21%. And that is not good enough. I don't care what quarterback you're playing in this league. You do that, you're going to get ripped. And then we talked about it before, Max Mechanics. Uh, that was the first time this year where I was like, Okay, the rookie's going through something right now, and and it's you know it's a throwing funk to me. I don't think it's a rookie wall; it's a throwing funk, and he's got to get that changed. And I, I I do think the weather has factored into that. I think that he's you know been like, all right, well, I need to put a little bit more into it because of the wind or what have you. And I think it's it's gotten gotten him disjointed. He's not used to it growing up in Jacksonville playing at Alabama. He's not used to having all of a sudden gear up. So that's something he's going to have to adjust to. Um, so, and the things I'm confident in after the Bills game, uh, a little bit of a shorter list, but the Patriots will not play like that against the Bills, John. Um, I think that, and this is not to sound like a Patriots honk, everybody knows that I'm not, but not to sound like, yeah, this is totally according to <laughs> Belichick's plan, uh, that I think the weather, the weather uh, set them up for failure in this game. 
but could set them up for success if they meet again because they were going to get this ass whooping at some point by the Bills. The Bills have probably sat on this game plan since the offseason, had it ready since midseason, these two games. They know the AFC East was going to come down to these games. And luckily for them, the weather negated it um, And for, for the Bills. So the Bills could hold that. They unleashed it in Foxborough. Now the Patriots have all the film, just like I watched ad nauseum this week. I wanted to vomit into my wastebasket watching it. <laughs> um, but they're just going to be like, well, they're not going to rush like this again. They're going to have different personnel. They're going to cover differently. They're going to have a much better plan. So I feel much better about that. Damian Harris, incredible in this game. Uh, that the Bills were keying on him and there wasn't much of a passing game to keep them off balance for him to still do what he did. Gives me a lot of confidence. I thought the hammy looked all right. And I, but I do think he has another level to go to. I think he wasn't quite a hundred percent in this game. And, uh, you know, look, I'm confident that, you know, the, the veteran leadership is going to snap this locker room into place. But my only question, and I think it's a big question looming over this team in the last two games in terms of how they finish is with all the new additions this offseason from a lot of draft picks who play, a lot of free agents, guys who haven't been here or aren't real true Patriots yet, who's the dominant voice in there? Is it Devin McCourty? Is it Matthew Slater? Is it David Andrews? Or, you know, is it Trent Brown, Matthew Judon, Christian Barmore? You know, these guys, uh, Jalen Mills, is the guys who don't really know what they're doing and don't know how to win like the Patriots. So I think I, I am confident that the leaders now that push has come to shove will do the deed, but we'll see. All right. Well, let's, let's segue a little bit to this weekend. And again, this is a, you know, a game where a lot of people are looking past, uh, but you know, as we've seen with the Patriots, you can't necessarily look past any opponent. We did get a little comfortable during the seven game win streak, but anything about Jacksonville here that worries you even a tad, uh in this game uh, as far as the Patriots are concerned uh does this have a chance of being is this going to be the second Jets game or is this going to be the Houston game you know like what's you know what are they going to do against a clearly inferior opponent yeah I uh you know Jacksonville is having so many COVID issues at this point I think they have 23 guys on the list that you're not even sure I think they I think I saw one report today that they have 33 guys healthy on the active roster right now so it shouldn't be much of a problem I would say uh you know where I worry I want to see them do a little bit better against an athletic quarterback like Trevor Lawrence um you know I think he will press them on the edges a little bit so that that will be helpful um you know I think their cornerback play is decent so me I really want to see I want to see the defense play much tighter, which I think they will. And and I won't really care on Sunday when they do it because it's the Jaguars and it's a rookie quarterback who is in a terrible situation. Uh, but, you know, and I want to see the offense hit some shots down the field. I want to see them get everybody involved, guys who haven't touched the ball in a long time, uh, you know, spread it around, get everybody feeling a little bit better because, you know, that Dolphins game the next week is going to be tough. And, it's going to be very important and they need to get going in the right direction quickly or else, you know, I don't even know if they're sure to make in the playoffs. It, you know, if they, if they split these final two games, I mean, you think Vegas is Vegas and the dolphins are going to lose one, but if they don't, I don't know. Patriots are in a tough spot. 
Uh, let's look at the line here. According to Bet Online, it is 16 and a half here. That's yeah. again, I get it. Jacksonville's bad. I just, uh, uh, with an offense that's been going as the Patriots' offense has been going the last couple of weeks, that's a big, that's a big number. Yeah, you, it is, and it's gonna be it's gonna be rainy. It is gonna be warmer. It's uh, right now. It's calling for a high of fifty three, cloudy, mild with a bit of rain. Uh, wind is seven. Wind gusts is sixteen. So it's okay. But you know, a good, another good test of Mac in the elements. You know, this is a typical New England sort of game late in the season, fall type game. Uh, so we'll see. I'm gonna take the Patriots in the over. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna what's it called? Lay the points. You know the 16. I I think they go over that. I'm so I'm mad at it. <laughs> it's on the I'm wagon, so off the it. wagon. I I get it. I, exactly. It's one of those ones. That I get it wrong all the time. I like them like uh like 34 to 10 somewhere in that that range, and uh, you know, and then then the season really starts with you know the there will be no bye week around here if they make the playoffs, and so Miami's going to be a playoff game. You know they flunked the other two playoff games. Let's see if they answer the bell and a in a tough environment, there will be more Patriots fans there, but you know, good luck with the heat and humidity and uh, we'll see. We will see. Let's get to our Boston sports journal member question of the day. This comes from uh, R Malloy. R Malloy. Yep. You know, do you know R? Um, I, I know his questions. You know his questions. Happy New Year, Greg. If the Patriots clinch the playoffs this week, and actually, first let me tell everybody, you got to check out BSJ thirty nine ninety nine, the annual plan. Uh, not only top notch analysis of all Boston sport pro sports, but if you're a Patriots junkie and you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. BSJ membership gives you a ton of video analysis that Greg does on the coaches' film, direct access to him only in weekly chats. The only way you can get that is to subscribe today. So if you haven't. Do so heading into the new year, $39.99 annual plan. You can't beat that. Um, again, R. Malloy, happy new year, Greg. If the Patriots clinch the playoffs this week, do you think they will treat the following week as a bye because they may have a Saturday game on wildcard weekend and don't want a short week um, in order to get physically ready for either Tennessee or Cincinnati, presumably? Uh, first of all, I don't think they're going to will they treat next week as a bye week. So that would mean the Miami game? Will they just rest everybody for Miami if they make the playoffs this week? Hell no. This team is not good enough to uh, – they'll, they'll – no. I, you know, they might spot rest a guy or two. You know, if Judon is really beat up, um, which might explain his play over the last month or what have you, then yeah. But outside of that, this team needs to play better. I mean, what the hell have they proven, um, you know – even against Jacksonville, what have they proven? What have they earned in terms of time off? You know, it's only spot rest for for anybody who really needs to get healthy. Other than that, screw that. This team needs to play. They need to play as much as possible. They need to play well uh, to get going on, you know, any type of role going into the playoffs. So, no. That would be a big no. <laughs> but again, the thing with me on that one is it's 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 – they literally, again, we said it during this podcast, where are, I mean, we're heading into the final two games of the season. You still don't really know what the team does super well and who they are and what they're going to be and what, you know, what they need to do. As you said, the 2018 team came into its identity a little bit late. 
best case yep. scenario, that's what it is. But again, right. You know, you got to look at this weekend at the very least as a let's get right. You know, let's let, let's really fine tune some things here. You know, put a whoop into Jacksonville and go out and be competitive against Miami uh, headed into the playoffs because whoever they play at this point, uh, it's probably going to be on the road and it's probably going to be challenging. Um, that's it for the Greg Bedard. Greg, any final thoughts before we wrap? No, just looking back at, you know, on that 2018 thing. I mean, they went into their last game against the Jets and I don't think they had much to to prove in that game. And, you know, Tom Brady played the whole game through four touchdown passes. You know, Sony Michelle got 14 carries. I mean, you know, Rob Gronkowski got catches. I mean, you know, if those guys didn't earn rest or what have you, right. then, you know, nobody is. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it enters. They have not nearly earned uh any time a type of uh day off and and uh just wanted to wish everybody a including yourself john and and the family i'm sure you guys are partying it up tonight everybody oh, yeah. a a uh happy uh healthy everybody stay healthy and um you know help us endure this little thing that we're going through again and so that we can have lots of sports uh very soon uninterrupted Sp- sports and normal stuff and the things that we yep. all like doing. I want to give a special shout out to all the listeners of the Greg Bedard Patriots podcast uh, as well. This uh, the show has now it's in year two, but it's grown immeasurably uh, year over year. The amount of both viewers we have on uh, the CLNS media YouTube channels and the amount of downloads and you people who are listening to it on a weekly basis. We thank you. Uh, keep it coming. Uh, if you want to help us out again, subscribe, like rate review, all of that stuff. and how about for this? Tell a friend, uh, someone who doesn't listen to it, recommend the podcast to them. Let them know uh, that this is the best Patriots uh, that Nick and Greg here uh, twice a week, the best Patriots coverage in town, bar none. It's not even close. Uh, one more shout out to our sponsor <coughs> who's been with us all year, uh, exclusive wagering partner, Bet Online. Go to betonline.ag, use the code CLNS50 for a 50% welcome bonus. Thanks again for listening, guys. Happy New Year.